Welcome back, guys, to another edition of the Triple Option Podcast, episode number six. We're going to recap over the weekend. We've got our biggest winners and our biggest losers of the week, our triple option wager, our top games of the week prediction. We're going to try a new segment called Male or Female. You fired. And what is you doing? Let's get straight into it, guys. Recapping the weekend. What's up? Sad day. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, I understand. I understand, Matt. But it's okay. At least we can fly like a helicopter. You, that you can. <laughs> that you can. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a good try. It was. Uh, I was, was not expecting him to go 10 feet in the air. No, they replayed that, and I was like, look how high he is. I can't believe he got that high. It was unbelievable. And, and the effort was awesome. I think afterwards, Joe Moorhead said he should have thrown the daggum ball, which is true on 4th and 16. But he was like a yard away from getting the first down, so freshman against a Power 5 team. I will he say he good. plays he plays very well. And if you got uh, – what's his name again? Garrett Schrader. Schrader, yeah, that's right. That's right. Garrett Schrader. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, Garrett Schrader. He plays very well for a freshman. Yeah, he 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 did pretty well. Tommy Stevens, our starting quarterback, got hurt uh, last game, and then he just eventually he, he they got he didn't throw well. I think he threw one really bad pick, and they decided he was not as are healthy. Gonna, are they going to start calling him the beard? He's got a good beard. <laughs> he does have a good beard. They they were they were making jokes about Fitzpatrick last year, looking like Fitzpatrick. He's got to get it f- filled out if he wants to like look like Fitzpatrick. It's a little it's a little patchy, but uh, it's pretty impressive. It's a lot better than what I could do, <laughs> let's put it that way. So is this guy's a freshman? Yeah, he's a true freshman. So you pleased with him or a little more to learn? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm pleased with him as a true freshman. I would have liked for him not to have to play and play <laughs> Tommy Stevens, you know, but uh, I think he'll develop into a really good quarterback. You know, there, there's a lot of questions surrounding that because, you know, Keaton, we thought he might be starter and then he – Act like he's going to transfer a nice back, and now Garrett Schrader's playing over him. So I don't know what's going on at the quarterback position. Just the game in general is pretty pitiful. Our defense is not anywhere near what it was last year. I think probably what's going to happen is Joe's going to have some up-and-down games, and this was just one of those down games. We might play better in other games, and we'll probably have another game or two where we should play better and we don't. So I mean, I think the whole – the whole year, it seems like Mississippi State's been kind of sloppy and up and down. They've got a couple wins, but they just it just seem to be really sloppy and almost unprepared at some sometimes. Yeah, the, I I'd agree with that. the The defense isn't great, and then and then there at times that that last I don't know if y'all watched the end, but the two minute offense we had a chance to at least drive down the field, and it was just embarrassing. I, I think he ran the ball, and we got like two plays off, and it was just ah. Uh, frustrating but you know it is what it is not everybody can be Alabama and win like all our games and it's also out, out of conference so it doesn't hurt you in the SEC standing so you still have a chance yeah that's true I, I, I do want to give a little credit Kansas State is a lot better than they were last year and and I, I don't know that they're going to make a lot of noise in the Big 12 but I think they're going to be better just because they're, they're different than everybody and they they pushed us around the offensive line and defensive line all game. You know, if they keep doing that, they're going to win a, win a couple games they probably shouldn't in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, this is actually the first game I've seen of Kansas State, and they didn't seem they didn't look very flashy, but they got the job done and almost kind of like a, you know, like you said, they just beat beat at the line of scr- well, at the I line mean, of scrimmage. They they, they really should have won that game probably by more. I mean, they they dropped two punts uh, and just kind of gave us that. Anyways, we we got a long ways to go, obviously, but. I think Schrader's good, and, and if we can get Tommy Stevens back healthy, I think he, he's pretty daggum good. But we got to get our defense defense back in track. Don't want to talk about Alabama, South Carolina? Sure, we can do that. 
defense played poorly. Not pleased with how the defense looked. Offense is firing. They're firing on all cylinders. All the receivers are catching well, running well. Najee Harris made some really good plays. Defense is lacking. The defense doesn't look good right now. Dude, Helinski looks pretty daggum good. I know you said the defense doesn't look good, but Helinski, I liked what I saw out of him. People are saying that Bentley ain't coming back, and I don't see how he does after after how Helinski played last. It was it was a pretty close, good game uh, there for a little while. I mean, they they kept Alabama on their toes. I do. <laughs> I kind of want to look at, uh, you know, thinking about Tua's stats. He has so many yards. But so many of those are like screen passes and like little short passes where the wide receivers just run forever. I think they should th- just rethink that a little bit because there's, there's so many yards it looks like it's on him and all he the, does is The little toss off. right in front of him. Yeah. 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 I mean, that can be a little deceiving, but I think in the college game there's a lot of that going on. So a lot of the quarterbacks are, are – Yeah, that's true. Inflated getting, stats probably. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed in the defense as well. It just seems like they're – they're not, not in sync. They're not where they have been. A lot of it, I think, is young. They have a lot of young players that are not, you know, they haven't had a chance to get that experience that they need. And I was also disappointed in the running game. I, I can't remember the last time they didn't have 100 rushing yards as a team. And that, you know, that maybe that could be, there's maybe they're using different forms of running, like you said, those quick passes, which essentially is, you know that that one play by Najee Harris was a little swing, you know that little swing pass, and that's that's probably better than than a run because he doesn't have to look for that hole or see that hole. He's just already in the open field, make a guy miss, run over a guy, hurdle a guy, and just run. But I mean, like you said, I, what was the, they had like seventy yards rushing, maybe, which is kind of crazy and against a South Carolina defense who's like, I mean, maybe middle of the pack. I wouldn't expect them to be that great. That was pretty crazy to me that Alabama couldn't just push South Carolina around and run the ball uh, on them. So, well, this is a much a much different offense scheme because uh, you now have a pocket passer where Alabama used to not have that pocket passer. They would always run downhill. Yeah, but uh, still, it's just it's it's a whole different ball game, and and it it may come back to bite yeah, them is. when they play like a LSU. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you have the arguably the best quarterback in the nation. You have the best receiver in the nation, and I would say you have the best receiving core in the nation. So why not use that? And that, I guess that's, that's that's true. That's probably what they're what they're doing. And I'm a little nervous. I, w- I want to see what happens when they get in a situation where it's third and one, fourth and one at the goal line, and they need it's an important play, and they need to to run the ball up the middle. But I guess you could always spread it out. Tua can can always run and. I, you've got four receivers that can get open. So maybe even just maybe even pass it from the one yard yard line and see what happens. Did you guys watch the Florida Kentucky game? I watched a little bit of it. I will say that I wasn't expecting Kentucky's backup quarterback to play like he did. I thought he played very well. He held his own against a pretty decent Florida defense. Very, very close game. It was very sloppy. Kentucky had a couple of chances to win, but, just couldn't couldn't make it happen. Kicker should have made that field goal. It seemed like a easy easy little kick to 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 win the game. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it got deflected. Kind of looked like uh maybe Florida got their hand on it, but I couldn't I couldn't remember. Unfortunately, Franks got hurt. Felipe Franks got hurt. I don't really know what to take from it. I, it was a sloppy game. Kentucky should have won. I feel like Kentucky deserved that win, but Florida came out on top. To me, it really makes you wonder where where these teams are on the, on the you know range of SET teams and how good they are, because Florida did not look that good. Even when Felipe Franks was in there, Kentucky was staying with them, and I really didn't think Kentucky would be that good. And and it it really it worries me this week. Uh, you know, we got Kentucky coming to state, and uh, we'll see what happens. But they they looked pretty good to stick with Florida like they did. But maybe we just think Florida's better than they are because. You know the team, they beat Miami, but you know what does that really mean? Miami's not that good, so. I mean, a lot of it. Is, I think it might be even ball security on Florida's end. They Felipe Frank's going out. He he's a good threat. He's a big big body quarterback that can get you that extra those extra yards at the you know at the line of scrimmage when you need need that fourth and one, third and one, or at the goal line. He he doesn't take care of the football, and and I think that puts their defense in a bad spot. That that makes it really hard for them to um makes it really hard for them to uh to win and 
and I just think Felipe Franks going out and the the you know their backup came in and I, he showed some some flashes he he brought them back they I think they scored 19 points in the fourth quarter because you know, they, they were down they were down a good bit against Kentucky and came back yeah I, w- I was surprised they came back and won that game I didn't get to watch all of it but I was kind of keeping up with the score and like I said Kentucky should, should sound like Kentucky should have won that game but Florida found a way to win at Kentucky so good for them uh there was the win streak th- is at one yeah <laughs> the win streak starts starts over I don't know if you think it'll be 30 years again no no it it almost was two and zero the other direction. That's true. Yeah, they got to solve their quarterback situation. They just they need a, a reliable quarterback that they can protect the football and let Dan Mullen do his thing. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan being there, well, he won't let that happen again. All right, so this is off of football, and uh, I've I've kind of started getting into boxing a little bit. Uh, I enjoy the heavyweight class and Tyson Fury uh, versus Otto. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Otto Willeman. Willman. Wallen. Wallen. Did Did you catch the fight at all, Chris? I, I was out of town, and I I I think it came on ESPN Plus. Didn't have access to that, so I just kind of really caught highlights and um, just read a couple of articles on it. But yeah, I won't say how I was how I watched the game or got it, but I did I, uh, I did watch the fight. It was actually supposed to be a cupcake fight for Tyson Fury, just kind of a warm-up before uh, De- uh, Deontay Wilder Fury fight number two. Early in the rounds, Fury got caught with the, with the left hook and the uh, the eyebrow, and it split him open really good. I don't know if y'all saw that picture of him, but, I mean, it was a giant gash over his eye. And the until about uh, maybe round six, Tyson thought it was just a headbutt. And in the case... If it was a headbutt and they called the doctors called the fight, it would be an undecision. But since it was a punch, it was an actual punch that did it, Otto would have actually won the fight if the doctors called it out. So the MVP of that fight was the cut man of Tyson Fury, making sure that it didn't bleed as much or or it didn't get as bad. But I see I see your face lighting up, Matt. Did you just well, I mean, obviously I don't know a lot about the rules of boxing. But that's kind of crazy that just those rules that you're talking about that it would either be be called a tie or that Otto would have won it. But yeah, so if it was a headbutt, it would have just been kind of a inc- it's an incidental. It's not supposed to happen. Yeah, okay. Well, it would have been incidental, okay. but since it was actually a punch and it and it busted him up, if there was bone showing, or oh gosh. or if he wasn't able to see very well, because there was one part of the fight I want to say maybe like it it, it was a. It was a 12-round fight. I think it was probably round seven. The doctor stopped for a second just to check uh, Tyson Fury out. And the whole time he's like, I can see, I can see, I can see. And the reason why he's doing that is because if the doctors know you can't see, they're going to call the fight. You have to be able to, to see what to you're doing. Defend yourself, yeah. yeah. You have to be able to see what you're doing. And, and so the fight kept going on. Later rounds, Tyson knew that it was actually a punch. So he started he started laying, him on, laying it on uh, Otto pretty good getting him some pretty pretty decent shots i mean otto was was eating eating a bunch of heavy hits from tyson and he's got a good chin i will say otto's got a very good chin <laughs> so <laughs> what is that even mean? <laughs> he's got a real good strong chin yeah, so a lot of punches off of it i know that this is completely out of your comfort zone matt but you're going to start hearing a lot of references and talk like that but they they talk about their chin and and boxers if you got a good strong chin and you can eat a bunch of punches that's good. And what I was about to say is that okay. about the 12th round, last, last round, Tyson tried to finish it off, and he got tired. Otto took all of his punches. He's got a heavy chin, and he tagged. He tagged Tyson really good in the chin. And <laughs> I see his heavy chin. <laughs> oh, his chin is so heavy. He is. He's got a good, he's got a good strong chin. Have you never heard that glass jaw? or No. <laughs> I haven't been around a whole lot of boxing. Well, Tyson's got a glass jaw, apparently, because Otto tagged him good, and he got dazed, and he almost lost that fight. Tyson did win, but that did not—that was not a good fight for him because if that was if that was uh, Wilder in there with him, he's he's gonna he's gonna get wrecked. I just wanted to say that I think I could take both of these guys. You know, <laughs> I just I'm ready to get in the ring with them. I mean, they're not that big. You, you know? got a good chin. I got a strong chin. They're not that big. Tyson Fury's 6'9". Six, 6'9", nine. Six, nine, 257 <laughs> pounds. I'm going to go crawl in a ball on the corner if I have to get in the ring with them. I, oh will say, I will say Tyson is extremely fun to watch fight because he moves 
so quickly to be that big. He move he moves so good. Yeah, the heavyweight division is a lot different, it seems, than than you would think. You would think heavyweight, this is just a real big fat guy, but but these are these are athletes. I mean they, they not sumo wrestler, is that what you're telling me? No, 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 these these are guys that could, you know, play football. I mean these That's are what I was about to say. Why is this guy not playing football? Six nine and can move around like they do in boxing? Because he's he's making way more money. And you can't throw punches in football either. <laughs> well, you, you, you're not supposed to. But yeah, when I when I saw the highlights and I read read some articles, it, he got cut in the third round, and that's a you have a long way to go. And sometimes it, it's just you can just have bad luck if if like you said if the blood starts getting in your eye and you can't see, you, you're suspect to to punches that that normally you would you would block or get out of the way of, and and or even you know like you said have the doctor stop the fight because. Mm-hmm because of that and it's just well isn't that uh is like ufc where they put like uh vaseline and stuff on your yeah. face so yeah so uh cole cole cube like uh, i saw a tweet and he said they just used a whole casco tub full of vaseline on his face i'm, sh- I'm sure they did uh and i guess i guess it didn't uh, work good enough at the beginning and that's why he got a big old cut i mean that he had to have some stitches on that thing that was oh yeah was a big one I mean, you should just watch watch the the, the corner man in a fight, they have these little heater things that they rub over their, or their heads. I, I guess that's to prevent swelling. Is that? I th- I th- or I think that the the flat the mm-hmm. the flat metal thing. I think that's like a frozen, okay, like piece of metal, so it could keep the swelling down. That's and they just crazy. press against it, and keep the swelling down. But that fight will be up on YouTube. I guarantee. If you if you want to see a good fight, to kind of get your your toes wet into boxing, that'd be a pretty good fight to watch. I learn about strong chins. Real quick, did y'all see the go back to foot? We'll go back to football just f- for a second. <laughs> did um, did you see Penn State barely squeaking by Pittsburgh? Yeah, I, I saw the highlights at least from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Pittsburgh. I know they can. Are they? I don't know. I don't know if they're any good or not. But yeah, I mean, I just I was just gonna touch this real real quick. But so it was at, it was at Penn State and Pittsburgh had the ball on the one yard line, fourth and goal from the one, and they decided to kick a field goal. They're, they're down seven points. So with like brilliant, with like three, yeah, with like three minutes. I think around three minutes left, and fourth and one. I, anyways, they they com- they ended up missing the field goal, so they they didn't even get a field goal. But after the game, the coach said that the reason why he was kicking a field goal is because he said they had to score twice to win, which I guess is true. But why not go for that yeah, touchdown? For, and you said they're least, down by seven. Yeah, I mean go f- go for overtime. Wait, mm-hmm. well, what? They're down yeah, by seven. No, he, they just scored no, twice to win. No, he, he really <laughs> said that. Yeah. <laughs> I heard. I heard about that, but I. I just. I guess I just wasn't really paying attention. I think we need to save him for a later segment. <laughs> 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 that is bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just want to touch on that real quick. See if y'all y'all heard that and that, uh, how ridiculous that was. I, I didn't realize how bad that was. That oh is, man. Ooh, that's awful. And, and I think isn't it Nardu? I think Narduzzi is the coach. Uh, if I, I'm he pretty wa- sure he I, was. I don't know um, if he still is. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but I mean, still, that's just such a. He he definitely still is for sure. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Confident. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Biggest winners of the week. Who wants to go first? I got mine. So since it was a terrible week, not a lot of good big teams playing. I'm going to go with my winner as non-Power 5 schools because you got a lot of these teams. I mean, uh, you know, one of your biggest winners is UCF. I mean, they just obliterated Stanford. I thought that game was going to be close. We picked it. You know, I think all of us picked UCF. Stanford's a big-name school with with a big-name coach, and they've been good for a long time, and they just destroyed them at their house. And it really goes to show how, how good they are. And then you got Temple beating Maryland, the Citadel beating Georgia Tech, which – I'll give Jeff Collins a, a little bit of a, a break uh, because the they're trying to change a triple option uh, offense into something different. But still, the Citadel beating Georgia Tech, big name school. Air Force beat somebody, Colorado, I think it was. So that's, you know, you can call it what you want. And then Furman playing with Virginia Tech. Anyways, it, it's just crazy nowadays. To me, it's seeming more and more often that you see these little schools that are just coming into big schools and giving them problems. And uh, and they had a big week, especially with UCF. Yeah, that's pretty good. Chris, what about you? 
Well, mine is actually kind of around around the same lines as his. I had Kansas beating Boston College. Oh yeah, convincingly. So Les Miles getting getting a big win and surprisingly having offense. Usually Les Miles is um, you know, from LSU you you think of him and having a really good defense, but that he showed some offense and just that's a huge win for Kansas. I think I I don't know the exacts on this, but that's the first. Um, non-conference power five win for kansas i was about to say oh, did they win like a game 2008 all last year is that what it like was 2008 i think that's so they talked about it i was i had that game on did did they win a game at all last year i think i think they did they beat some terrible teams but they lost uh last week i think they lost to coastal carolina it's not like they're having a great season yet but i mean beating boston college boston college beat virginia tech at the beginning of the season which is apparently terrible too but still that's a big win it's a big win for uh less miles Mine, even though they're usually on the biggest loser, I'm going to say Tennessee, and here's why. I know you laugh. I know you <laughs> laugh. But here's why. Here's why. They lost two to two, and I know they didn't play anybody. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. And I know they lost two games that they should have just annihilated them. The only reason why I put them in my, my winner is because those kids are still playing very hard. And Pruitt is – is trying to coach them, and they haven't given up yet. So that's why I put them in my win- winner. All right, then. Yep. Any any more any more winners? You want to kind of just quickly? I, I got one. Dak Prescott been doing amazing. Last two yep. games, This Kelly, and, and really, you know, you put a winner for him since the Kellen Moore offense. Uh, it seems like it's doing its job. And I have him on my fantasy team, So, but <laughs> he's, he's uh, making a case for getting paid big bucks. Yeah, he's finally starting to show that he's worth some money. I mean, I, I had Citadel beating Georgia Tech. That's a huge win for Citadel. But like, I think Matt kind of covered all these, all, all, a lot of the small schools winning. Yeah. And I, I thought Ohio State looked good again. So maybe, maybe they're the best team in the, in the uh, Big Ten. Yeah, I think we're going to have to come back and revisit our picks about halfway through the season and see <laughs> see how we're doing so far. Uh, I do have one more winner, Daniel Jones. He's getting the start. New York New York Giants finally ripped off the Band-Aid with Eli Manning, and they're starting Daniel Jones. Good for him. That was my sleeper pick, or one of my sleeper picks. Uh, yeah, that's true. We'll keep an eye on him. All right, biggest losers. Who wants to go first? All right, I'm going to go with uh, another general one. Quarterback health. <laughs> It was a rough, a rough week for a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, not only uh, college, no, but no. NFL, NFL, is real bad. bad. I mean, you got Roethlisberger. I don't even know what happened. I, I think it was. I don't think it was an injury. Like, like somebody hit him. I think he just kind of did something with his elbow. Hmm. But he's out for the season. Drew Brees is out for six, six or more weeks. weeks. Felipe Franks is done. Tommy Stevens, he got hurt in our game, and then uh, uh, the Giants' backup quarterback, he broke his ankle. Jets, Jets, Jets. last yeah. night. What yeah, Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, and and their, their starting quarterback has mono. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm about to say. Sam Darnold is out with mono, and there's probably a couple more we can mention. But it's just uh, it's been it's been a rough weekend for quarterbacks. Yes, um, almost a fourth of the NFL. It seems like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, unfortunately, I, that's what I had as well. So, like all these NFL and college teams, I'm going to have to go with my backup plan. <laughs> and um, I've I've actually I've got the Steelers uh, starting 0 and 2. NFL wow. t- NFL teams that go that start 0 and 2 make the playoffs at maybe 10 to 15 percent. They have a 10 to 15 percent chance to make the playoffs. So that's that's not good for them. And also the fact that they lost Roethlisberger, they're yeah. they're in a they have a very uphill climb to try to salvage this season and then then they trade away their first round draft pick for uh minka fitzpatrick yeah which which we'll get in that a little later but which i don't know maybe that's a good pick maybe it's not but or a good trade but that he's not palomalo but i mean he's still good but the way their steelers season's going they could have a top 10 draft pick that they just traded away yeah my loser is fsu (laughs) again (laughs) the whole just the whole department of FSU. And here's <laughs> why. I, I just realized that Willie Taggart, which is that's one W and two L's, which that's what they have going on right now. <laughs> but his buyout, <laughs> you like that? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but his buyout is $17 million. What were they thinking? Yeah, I think we need to fire them all. 
yeah, put them there, all there, on the year There's a lot of second-year coaches that are really struggling. Willie Taggart, uh, Chip Kelly's in his second year oh, struggling. Uh, Pruitt, he's struggling his second year. And yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any more, but those are the three that came off the top of my head right there. But Willie Taggart should not be in the mess he's in right now, though. I can see Pruitt because he was not left with a very good program, but Taggart was left with a a pretty good program to keep up with, and he's just, I mean, it's shipwrecked. Yep, it's rough rough down there for, uh, I got some cousins that are big Florida State fans, and they're ready for basketball season, I think. But, I mean, they, they did lose to Virginia, number 25, so they kept it close. That's at least positive. Well, they, they but winning, they came back on them. Uh, uh, Virginia did come back on them. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It is a little bit of positive there. That's why I wouldn't have him my loser. Oh, but. They gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. So Yeah, that's rough. But the only reason why they're in my loser is because I realized and I just found out that $17 million buyout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Tiger. Good, good call. All right, guys, triple option wager. I know that I am saved. So, who is it, Matt? So, the score, let's see, the score of Iowa, Iowa, Iowa State, right? Yes. And it was 18 to 17. Chris picked 28 20. Wait, it was 18 to 17? That was the final score? Yep. Wow. So, I didn't, I didn't watch that game, obviously, but. So Chris picked twenty eight twenty and I picked seventeen thirteen. So I think it is Chris. Oh man, Chris again. Chris man, is uh, I have unscathed. Yeah, you're third. you're undefeated right undefeated. now. Undefeated. I don't yeah. All right, Chris, this is what we got. It's a little different. We've got some sriracha chili garlic sauce. And I won't make you do a whole shot of this, maybe a half shot, but uh I like saying cristal. Cristal hot sauce, and then we're gonna do Four warheads this time, so are you good with the with the cup shuffle, like we did last time? Yeah, that's fine. All right, I've shuffled the cups. I have random numbers one through three on top of them. Which number, Chris? Two warheads again. <laughs> uh, all right, they're they're not all the same flavor, but you got to do four this time. Yeah. You look like it looked like three. Just <laughs> you just could handle that like a man. Well, I mean, I, I like sour things, so <laughs> and, and I like hot stuff, so I, pr- I probably could handle. It. So, so fun fact about what I learned about sour things today, possibly, is that if you have sweet cravings and you, when you get a craving, you eat a sour thing. It's supposed to like counteract it and help you stop having sweet cravings as much. I don't know if that's for sure true, but. I'm going to start trying it. The <laughs> other <laughs> option was when you have sweet cravings, imagine whatever your sweet that you want, dumped salt on it, and it's going to gross you out, and you don't want it anymore. Fun fun fact. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were talking about at work today, so got a lot of work done. We're trying to entertain you while Chris opens up his four warhead, warheads. Yeah, I was doing a good job. Yeah, fun fact with uh, so uh, so. How did it turn out as far as um our like our record for the week? Oh yeah, good call. Uh, so now we we were ahead of Brantley, and so now that he was right, we were. Let's see, hold on. We're probably pretty close. We're probably all Let me see what even because we I think we were all right except for Kansas State. Yeah, we we were all right with Florida and uh, UCF. So. We are all nine and five, every one of us. So that's pretty crazy that we're all. Now this week, I think we got some games that we're going to be a little different on. I'm, yeah, maybe I th- I'm wrong. But I'm going to be bold. I'm just going to say I'm going to be bold. That's next next. There, there's, there's a lot of close games. So I found out that I need to. I, I've lost twice on the total, and I, and I feel like both. I'm pretty sure too both high. times I was a little bit too high. A so too high. what what were my uh, what were my scores? Just just curious because I think they were pretty high. Thirty-two, seventeen. So I would be two-two. So I knew, I knew going. To, if Iowa wins, it was going to be a low-scoring game. I, I would unscore many points if they're in a tight game. I just, I really felt strongly about that. I mean, I, I was literally just a garbage touchdown from Iowa away from. Pro, I guess that would probably make had me uh, pretty close. Yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. You'd won if if they scored a more point, probably. I'd have to look at it closer, but. Oh, they got stuck. <laughs> all right, I got all Here four. I don't even know what flavors. They're just random, so I'm gonna go for it. 
<laughs> I gotta say, He's squinting a little bit this time. If I lose next time, I want better flavored warheads. These stink. Yeah, they don't. They don't, they don't taste good. They don't. <laughs> you know, normal warheads, like after you get past the sour part, they taste all right. But these, these there's one. Funky. There's one left of this pack. If if you wanna. No, I did not want it. It was not good <laughs> last time I tried it. <laughs> Chris is ready for the rest of the podcast now. All right, the games of the week, guys. We had a good lineup to try and choose from. Last week was not good at all, but got a pretty good lineup. We got Michigan versus Wisconsin, Oklahoma State versus Texas, Tennessee versus Florida, Auburn versus Texas A&M, Notre Dame versus Georgia. And we got our guest picker. Oh, snap. Who do we got this week for our guest picker? We got him coming in. Same gentleman of last week. Give it up for him. Lou Holtz. Talked about a bunch of losers. I'm looking at three losers right here. Man, you guys would have been on my worst losers of the week. This is just ridiculous. I got to get a new agent. This place is a dump. Next time, son, don't call me. Don't call me, okay? This is just a little ridiculous. Now, what what are we doing here? Lou, how's it going? We're glad to have you. Thanks. It's a little late. Is it past your, past your nap time? Yes, I, I like I said, I like uh, like last week. I like to have a little bit of prune juice, and then I like to go to bed. I think your pig did pretty good last week. Didn't you have Iowa? Yeah, the, I had I, the the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes going against the uh, Iowa State Cyclones, and uh, see, I'm just I'm I mean I know what I'm talking about. I'm I used to be a coach, if you guys didn't know, and I I won a, I won a national championship. So we're about I think to, I know what I'm talking about, guys. Well, we're about to test that out right now. We're gonna go through our picks. Let's hear it. What do you guys want me to do? Let's start with Tennessee, Florida. Who you got, Lou? Tennessee, Florida. See, here's the deal with Tennessee and Florida. Tennessee stinks, so does Florida. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true statement. Well, you got to pick one of them. They can't tie in college. That's true. So, I'm just going to go with Tennessee. I think, yeah, uh, you know, I heard that Felipe Franks, he got got hurt, so he's out for a season. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Whoa, big time upset. That's what I'm talking about. That's not happening. Uh, Tennessee is not good enough. I, you know, they might keep it close, but I got Florida 27-18. That's a terrible pick. I also have Florida 31-17. to I think even with Felipe Franks out, I think the backup quarterback can can beat Tennessee. That's so. another terrible pick. <laughs> Lou, you got to settle down, Lou. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a toss-up for me. Tennessee's probably going to come in with, you know, the chip on their shoulder, getting things going with the – with finally winning one, Florida's got a backup quarterback. It's got to come in, uh, but I do have Florida. Florida's going to take it. All right, let's go. Uh, Oak State, Texas, you Oklahoma could, State. Am I picking this game also? Yep. All you, Lou. What you got? I don't have much on this, but I'm gonna. I just gotta say, I'm probably just gonna go with Longhorns. Texas is gonna take this one, but I will say I do like the mullet. You know, at, at Mississippi State, we did mullets for Mullen when uh, we went to the games a couple times. That's cute. We like to be cute. All right, uh, I'm gonna go Texas as well. It's gonna be high scoring. I got 45, 38, Texas. I got Texas as well, 41 to 34. Yeah, Texas offense just looks way too good. I'm I'm also going with Texas. Gonna be a really high scoring game. It really yes. is, and I, I really wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma State takes that one. I didn't want to pick that one as my upset. So I don't want to get too far off the topic, but um, since we are talking about Big 12 schools, I, I heard somebody say that Alabama is starting to look like a Big 12 school the way they're passing all the time and their defense is struggling. Yeah, I mean, they're putting up the numbers like that. That's true. All right, Lou, let's go Michigan versus Wisconsin. It's a tough one. What are you guys talking about? That's a tough one. Michigan stinks. They're the worst team I've ever seen play. Did you see them beat Army? That's the worst game I've ever seen. Who does that? Apparently Michigan. They act like they won a national championship. They haven't won one of those in about a million years. This is this is this is the worst these are the worst games. Who come up with this this stuff? Uh Brantley. That guy needs to be fired. I'm going with Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I am not gonna go with Wisconsin. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Michigan. It it's gonna be a close one. I think Michigan pulls this one out. I think most people are gonna go with Wisconsin, but I'm going with Michigan seventeen. Wisconsin 13. Could be the difference maker and who who wins and who doesn't this week. I, 
I've I've got Wisconsin twenty four seventeen. Running back's going to run all over Michigan, and Michigan maybe they are maybe they're overrated. Maybe it was just the I think everybody saw that Urban Meyer left and thought that it was Michigan's time, and and maybe maybe they're just Harbaugh's not that great of a coach. And I saw some stat where where he's maybe I think zero and five against top ten teams again um away from Ann Arbor. Yeah, I just don't have faith in Wisconsin either. So I really don't have faith in either one of these teams. Michigan's so. going to have to sh- have to show some life. Yeah, uh, Shea Patterson is not done well. Their offense hasn't done well and Wisconsin hasn't allowed a single point all season long. I know they haven't played anybody, but that's, that's still still, crazy stat. still a really good feat. Well, guys, I I've got to go with Lou on this one as well. I've got Wisconsin and if we go back to like our first or second episode, I picked Wisconsin going going pretty far. Uh, I think actually winning their division. So you know, I think I did too. So whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Wisconsin. I I I, stu- I went with Nebraska. That I guess that was a trendy pick. But I, I, I Wisconsin has a really tough schedule. But as, as things are playing out, Penn State doesn't look look that great. Michigan doesn't look that great. So maybe Ohio State might even Michigan State that lost this this coming or this past week doesn't look good so maybe uh, they just need to get past ohio state that might be their only test if they can beat michigan all right lou auburn versus texas a&m who you got so we got auburn versus texas a&m aggies now here's the deal auburn doesn't have sir scamalot newton anymore nor does texas a&m have monies menzel but here's the deal they're gonna be a 12th man and I'd see Auburn struggling offensively, but not defensively. I'm picking Auburn's. The good old Auburn's. I don't think it happens. I'm going, uh, is that the 12th man? I'm going to go a and 24-20. Again, it's going to be a close game. Both of these teams are, you know, above average teams. But I think A&M pulls it out 24-20 at the 12th man. I've got Texas A&M as well, 28-23. to Auburn's got a lot of issues on their offensive line right now, and that's – that's not that's not good news because A and M has a, a very good defensive line, not as good as Auburn's, but they do have a very good SEC defensive line, and that's I think that's going to make it tough for Auburn to run run the ball, and that puts you that puts the ball in the hands of your freshman quarterback. This is his really first road test, twelfth man. It's going to be loud. I'm sure it's the two thirty game on CBS. Yeah, it is. So that's it's going to be electric atmosphere and. And I just don't think that Bo Nix can handle it. So I'm A&M. I'm kind of on the fence on this game because Texas A&M did not look good against Clemson like I thought they would. Auburn does have that freshman quarterback, and he has not been tested. I'm going to be honest. I, I know I'm going to get people a little bit irritated with this, but Auburn doesn't look like a top-10 team. Even though they're ranked top-10, they don't look like a top-10 team. I got to go Texas A&M. I'd like to pick Auburn. I'd like to see them. I actually would like to see them win. Uh, t- I, th- I think Texas A&M is gonna gonna handle it. Yeah, I, th- I think Auburn's very deceiving. Like like this past week, they found a team where they could just dominate up front, a, a small t- a small school, and of course Gus Malzahn took advantage of it to make his team look like they are a top ten team. But when they when they faced teams like Oregon, they really struggled. Uh, in you know a, a a Power Five team, they struggled against Oregon, and I, they're going to really have some issues with Texas A&M's defensive line. Now, I will say, I, I I don't doubt Auburn finding a way to win, just like in the Oregon game. I think they could find a way to win. I just, I, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I can see Auburn winning this, but we will see. All right, Lou, final game, the game, Notre Dame versus Georgia. Oh, my Notre Dame fighting Irish. Guys, I don't know if you knew, but I, I actually co- coached there. Really? That's the Notre Dame, it, it's, it's just in my veins. It's, oh, you bleed Notre gold, Dame. huh? It's, I, I bleed that green. I just love <laughs> green. I, I love little leprechauns. I have little leprechauns all over my house. I should have you guys over one day. I have leprechauns all over the place. You have a leprechaun hat that you wear? Yes. Leprechaun hats. I've got, I've got little slippers. Little Notre Dame Irish slippers. This game is this game is this. I don't even know why we're picking this game. I know all you guys are going to yeah, pick. You can't Notre be Dame. biased, Lou. You Go, can't be biased, Lou. I'm not going to be biased. Notre Dame is the 
is the absolute best team in college football to date. That's that's about how they were when they played Alabama in the national championship that many years ago. That that was a – I don't know what you're talking about. That was a (laughs) fluke. That something happened. There was something in their water. I think they got sick. Notre Dame's the best team that's ever been, ever will be. Georgia is a cupcake. This is a cupcake cupcake game. Notre Dame's going to win this game 157-2. to Georgia gets a safety. That's the only way they score. <laughs> wow, um, that's a that's a that's a bold pick. I think you should go to go to Las Vegas and put some money on that one. How do you think I? How do you think I'm so rich? <laughs> a, I guess you thought Notre Dame was going to score 157, and they did one time. <laughs> All right, there's no way in the world I'm going with Notre Dame on this. They just they just don't have it. Um, Georgia's gonna. You know, they're going to keep it closer than I think people uh, – I think they're like 14-point favorites. I think they keep it closer, but it, it's going to be like uh, Georgia playing Vandy. But 31-17, I got Georgia winning. Who you got, Chris? I've got I've got Georgia winning 34-17. to 17. You guys are blind. Don't so that's, wow, that's really that's, close. That's a close one. Yeah, and I considered changing it down to 31-17 because my scores have been a little bit a little bit high for the tiebreaker, but I, well, it's not going to matter for us. It's really going to matter for Brantley. You and Brantley got the same pick, so I'm going off the fly with this thing, but uh, Georgia is dominating right now, and I don't I don't see Notre Dame stopping them. Georgia's going to win this one. If I have to pick a score, which I have to, 28-14. Yeah, on the low I, side. Arguably, I think Georgia's looked the best this, this year. Uh, they haven't play, really played anybody, but they've taken care of business. They've their defense has showed up to play. Their offense is, I think, better than last year. I think they're better as a team this year. Let's see. And Notre Dame beat them in a close one at uh, South Bend last year, didn't they? Or was that two uh, years ago? Two years ago. I thought Georgia won like 1918, 1917, something really close. I have no I, idea. We had to look that up. All right, guys. Am I done here? But, yeah, you're done, Lou. All right. See Appreciate you. Yes, sir. But I, also on that game, I, I saw Notre Dame is horrible at um, third down conversions. And that's uh, – Notre Dame's not as not, – they're not even as good as they were last year, which I didn't think was that great. So I I, I don't think this game's even close. Uh, Matt, you, you said you thought it was going to be close? I mean, when I say close, I said 31-17. <laughs> it's not going to be a blowout. Let's put it that way. All right, guys, we're going to try a new segment that's not sports-related at all. It's called Male or Female. And, yes, we do know that we only have two genders in this game because there are only two genders. So, Wow, way to be politically (laughs) correct. (laughs) All right, so uh, these questions are either a video I saw, it's what I saw. So, if you saw another video and you guessed cor- incorrectly, it's from what I saw, and that that's the answer that I give. So, it's either a video that I saw or a tweet that was made, and, and you have to guess if it was a male that did it or a female that did it. If you're all wondering, this is my confused face. <laughs> like, what in the world are we doing? All right, so here- At least here, we have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. You're right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's 50-50 chance. Okay. All right, first question. This male or female was so intoxicated that they took a glass off of a nearby table, urinated into it, and put it back. Was this a male or female? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, I, I know what it, I, I, I hope it a, is. Do we know? It, do we have to go in order? Or, or is there a certain order? Or we no, just, just, no, just guess. Just I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with female because it just seems like it should be a male and i'm gonna guess it's not so female chris yeah i, I was gonna go female as well because i i feel like like uh that, that's a little bit easier for a male and um that is correct it was a female wow i thought you that's might be trying to throw us off there yeah yeah i try to throw you off i did I, I i wasn't expecting you guys to get that all right next one i tried doing a high kick when i came down one knee buckled and the other one hyper extended. Was I a male or female? I'm gonna go male. 
I'm going female. Chris, you are correct. That was a female. <laughs> that poor girl. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. All right, question three. I threw a fish in the air. In mid-air, an eagle came down and grabbed it. Who threw the fish? What? Male or female? That's awesome. I really want to see this video. Uh, I'm going to go male again. I, I, I'm going male as well. Uh, on that same line, I saw a video where a guy had, he was I guess they were deep sea fishing, and he had a, a, a minnow in his mouth, and a seagull came through and just and took it right out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> That's crazy. But both of you are correct. That was a male. Chris, you're winning. By one. This is really important. Question four. <laughs> this individual laid down on the sidewalk while someone grated cheese in their mouth. Laying on the sidewalk, was that a male or a female? I'm going to go female. Yeah. I'm going to say female on the ground and male grating cheese <laughs> for a bonus point. That was the bonus question. Was the person who was grating the cheese male or female? Uh, female. I did different. Both right. female. So both of you were correct on question one on the on the question four, uh, but the bonus went to Chris. Wow, I stick at this game. All so right, you have to eat the last word. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, last question. Even though Chris Chris won this one, uh, this individual fell asleep during the Northwestern State versus LSU game. Was that a male or female? It was a male. I'll go female. Probably all of them. Yeah, probably male and female fell asleep during that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> didn't fall asleep during it because I wasn't watching it. <laughs> but that was a male. Matt yes. got it right. But you lose. I'm sorry. You lose. I'm not eating that warhead. <laughs> that thing's nasty. <laughs> I'll play your song, Chris, as we go into our next segment. All right, next segment, you fired. Who wants to go first? I love this segment. <laughs> it's so fun to fire people. I'm going to go with Iowa State's return blocker. Oh, oh <laughs> man. What? Is, oh, man. I, I guess, so, that could have been on what is you doing, bro. Yeah, it could have been on what is you doing, but I am firing him. He he was trying to block and then he just turns and looks at his look at looks at the Iowa State returner and this is like basically to receive to win the game. Or to go down and try to win the game at least. And he just tackles the his own punt returner and the ball hits him in the back as he's tackling his own guy. And then they lose the game because Iowa gets a muffed punt. Um and so he uh, you'll fire. Okay, so it doesn't have to be a coach on no. the hot seat. Okay. No, it could be no. whoever. Okay. Uh well I was thinking coaches. I was going to say Chip Kelly. That's probably the easy, easy answer. I, I think maybe just NFL refs I, or, or oh, and, and college refs. I, I'm trying to figure out this targeting rule. Uh, it's like don't, every single – well, in the NFL, it's like every single tackle against the quarterback is, yeah. is uh, roughing the passer. Well, you see one, and they call it roughing the – or targeting, roughing the passer, and then you see something just as similar, and then they don't call it. And I just I can't figure it out. It, it to me you can't you can't put your weight on the quarterback. I, these are three hundred and something pound guys that they can't when they're falling down with wrapping a quarterback up. It I, I would imagine it's pretty hard to to shift all that weight last second when you're going full speed to not land on the quarterback. And I don't I, I one what really was getting me is the the one the, at the end of the Alabama game. I don't know how you feel if you thought that was targeting or not, but to me it looked like he. He went in and had his arms, uh, like wrapping up the quarterback, and their face mask touched each other, and they called it, called it a targeting. So, I don't, I don't like when like a running back is running downhill, and the defender is already initiating a tackle, and the running back lowers his head, mm -hmm. and then yeah. they call it on the defense. And same thing with the quarterback. That's another thing. You've got a safety linebacker, whatever, running straight at the quarterback. 
full speed, and then last second, the quarterback, uh, you know, the the defender is is lowering their head to hit them in the stomach where you, where it's legal, but the quarterback slides last second, and that that um, that point, you know, that that hit point is is you know helmet to helmet, and then they get tossed out, and it. I just think it's just too hard. I mean, you can tell when somebody's maliciously trying to target, and you can tell when you know they accidentally drop their weight on them. Yeah. Mine is uh, completely different, but here's mine. I've got a clip. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Well, no, duh. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they died. But they, but they, they tried to reach out to him. They really wanted to get that that <laughs> interview fired. going. Reporter, you fired. You fake news, and you fired. Okay, uh, you fired. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Bunch of fake news. <laughs> fake news. I got one more. The South Alabama field goal holder. Did y'all see that? Is that the one I where he not. where he fumbled it like fifteen thousand times and yeah he fumbled it so I don't remember what the score was I don't remember anything about it but it was the worst extra point ever the guy dropped it and then the the kicker tried to kick it and then he tried to kick it again and then they <laughs> fumbled it he tried to pick it up and he boom. tried to, he tried to pitch it to the kicker like the kicker would have been a better option to run it <laughs> yeah it was, it was so awful so uh, South Alabama field goal holder you are fi- you're fired you're fired. All right, last segment. We're going to wrap this up. What is you doing? First on the list, Cam Newton. What is you doing? What is you wearing? What is going on? Who who is your who is your dresser? What I think he could be on here like every day of the week. Uh I mean, he's always wearing something crazy. This this week was extreme. I think even for Cam Newton. I mean, he, he looked like my grandma. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that, that's fair. I don't know what your grandma looks like, but <laughs> she's got <laughs> she looks just like that. She's black. She has uh pom-poms for you know. I, <laughs> I mean, he was a walking meme. He, he was the out of her head. He he was the butt end of all the jokes there. It just just ridiculous. I, I can't believe and and he's losing. He's oh, losing man. these games. He's going He's not playing well. Oh, I, oh, and another thing, we I don't think we brought him up, but I, now he's saying he's injured. So there's another quarterback. I don't know oh, who. Yeah, good point. I don't know who Carolina's backup quarterback is, but um, I, I want to give a shout out because I have Cam Newton and I played him the first week and he was terrible. To anybody who needs fantasy advice, go to my wife because she told me to play Dak over Cam and it was a brilliant choice because he well, was terrible. Why don't Why don't you pick up Colin Kaepernick? Is it not too late? It It's probably not <laughs> too late. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna have a lot of points. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're excited about how the Cowboys are looking, but I, I really do think they're looking really good, and the Eagles are really struggling. They're, they're all their receivers are getting hurt, so a lot of a lot of people are getting hurt. And I, I mean the, I think the Cowboys, as long as they keep everybody their main pieces healthy, they you know they might only lose two or three games all season. Next on the list, what is you doing, Miami Dolphins? You are taking uh tanking for Tua to a whole new extreme. Getting rid of Minka and Drake. But what? They still have Drake. Oh, but, um, but there's but there's rumors that Kenyon uh, wants to got, wants to be traded. They got as well. rid of Laramie Tunsil. I mean, their best offensive lineman. Pro Bowl, I think he was Pro Bowl. I don't know if he was or not, but they are in they they gotta be in full tank mode. I just wonder what's going on in that manager room. I mean these guys are just like, you know what? Let's get rid of all the best players. You know how many points they're averaging right now? Zero. Did they score zero points again? They have not scored one point. Wow. Uh, they scored ten. They scored ten the first game. Oh, they did. Yeah. I so, said, but I said it so confidently. It was a good <laughs> effort. It was a good effort. <laughs> so, so they're they're uh, different. They're point. They're uh, I just gotta just start. Keep, say, I gotta start going. saying wrong things so confidently, <laughs> like Bradley. Just keep going, Chris. But yeah, so their their point differential is one hundred two to to ten, which is like ridiculous. Like that's the most. I think that's got to be like the, if not the most, but it's got to be right up there with the largest deficit. Ten points. They're averaging five points a game. Uh, when they first started trading away all their their players, I was originally and I guess technically tanking for two. I was thinking, okay, this is. 
you know, it, it might be their best best option. They're acquiring a lot of draft picks. But then I heard a stat the, uh, the other day that 75% of the players are signing their second contract with a different team. So, yes, they draft them, but they would have to make a difference in like three or four years before they go and most likely they're going and signing with another team. So maybe it's not a good strategy. You, you get the, the players for their, you know, their rookie sophomore junior year. And, but I don't know, but not, that doesn't always transition immediately. So maybe that's not a, not as good of a, a play as it is. Well, I thought it you was. You got Larry McTunsell, who who is a surefire, you know, top offensive lineman in the league. And you're going to go get, for, I think, what do they get for him? They got a first round pick from they got a first round pick. Uh, they have so three first round picks next season, which is crazy, crazy good. But I mean, first round picks don't always pan out, and uh, and you got some surefire. I mean, I really think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be very good too. Um, we, he we is really, good. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he didn't play last. year. He was a rookie, right? He'd been a rookie. He played last year. Did he? Okay. But he, anyways, I, I just think you, you know trading away, trading away surefire good players for first round picks that you know you hope are going to be good. But or was he picked? Did he play last year? I don't know. Nobody knows. Say it confidently, Bradley. Come on. <sighs> Anyways, it, it's just it's embarrassing, and it sh- hopefully they just don't look completely like they're tanking the rest of the season. And I'm I'm sure the next person to get tra- if Kenyon Drake doesn't get traded next, you know maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is a lot of these, a lot of these teams lost uh, lost quarterbacks, and he's. You know he's the, he's the best backup quarterback in the league, and he's he's starting. He's I think he's throwing a touchdown for eight different NFL franchises. So he that might be you, you know get what you can for him. They're tanking. It doesn't matter. You don't you know Josh Rosen is their backup for uh, Fitzpatrick, and I'm sure they want to see what he's got. So which I I don't think is much, but yeah, go ahead and try trade Fitzpatrick. Trade trade everybody, I guess. Which which Fitzpatrick? <laughs> right, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Yeah. I don't see how he's not starting with somebody. Oh, he is, no, he is starting. Oh, he's yeah. starting for the Dolphins. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just leave it. <laughs> All right, last one on what is you doing? Kobe Bryant throwing shade at a 13-year-old girl, man. Matt, you going to pull that tweet up? Yeah, it's Instagram, and I found it. This is him putting up a picture of his of his girls' team that he's been coaching, and he goes, Here's our fourth place winners. Picture Lowell, six of the kids in the picture stayed with me and worked every single day to get better and continue to work. The seventh player, not in the pick, missed the game for a dance recital. So that should tell you where her focus was this time. Uh, so that's pretty much all we want to hear. But <laughs> I just, like, what is you, why, man? I mean, She's a thirteen-year-old girl. She like she's she's gonna want to do other stuff. She has priorities, and obviously it wasn't basketball. But yeah. calling her out like that, thirteen-year-old kid, and and then he got on the defense. I don't know if you read even more about it, but he got on the defense and was like, uh, I, "I was I was basically like I was just kidding." And then he put up a video where he was in a dance recital and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're Kobe Bryant. Everybody in the world is gonna see that. And, Absolutely, and like. I mean, honestly, that girl is going to see that. She's got to be a little bit depressed off of that. That's well, not only that, but her her parents are probably going to be like, "Well, I don't want I don't want my kid playing for you anymore." I mean, well, you're not going to be encouraging. It's true, but was she I, a star player or the star player? When I guess I, I don't mean, know. That's the only thing I can think. I of. keep up big time with Kobe Bryant's 13 uh, year old basketball team. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, if you, Chris. I don't know if you saw the picture, but every girl on there looks miserable. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now, and they look. They look <laughs> defeated, and and you know, and may and maybe, maybe this girl that was the um, maybe she was the star player, and her not being there might have been the difference. But still, that's kind of harsh, you know. That's I think I think a lot of kids, you know, they they start start sports early, which which is good. But I think a lot of times it's year round, and and so it kind of weeds some of the kids out, and they, they get you know just burnt out of the sport, and and. Sometimes that um, that can happen, and I, you know, maybe her parents wanted her to be a little bit more vers- versatile and and ha- do do something more than just basketball year round, and you know, give let her have some fun so she doesn't get burned out. But that's still pretty harsh. Yeah, y'all want to talk about Gardner? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, 
and that stash, bro. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put him on what is you doing, but we, I mean we can we can discuss him for a little bit. I I love that kid. He's awesome. I lo- I, lo- <laughs> I he, think he hung around. Uh, who's the coach? Washington State's coach, Mike Leach. Mike yeah, Leach. Mike. He's hung around Mike Leach, buddy, and and uh, he's he's pretty hilarious. I love his stash. Apparently, his sister goes to Mississippi State. She does. She's a volleyball player. Yeah, she's a volleyball player, and she got a, they got a picture of her with a mustache saying, "Who wore it better versus her gardener?" But yeah, he he's he's great, and he's, I I hope he stays quarterback. He's the type of guy that everyone roots for. I'm rooting for him. I like the kid. Yeah, I've heard a lot of crazy stories. Uh, every, you know, here, here recently since he he took over. But so in college, his his um his last year in college, he went to Washington State with Mike Leach. Well, he originally decided to transfer to Alabama, but basically just to hold a clipboard, yeah, clipboard he, and learn. He wanted to be, he wanted to be a backup. He, yeah, he, he just, didn't even care to play. He just he really just wanted to get a coaching experience from Nick Saban, but he ends up going to Washington State. And I mean, there I think he there were talks he was kind of in the Heisman race. Uh, you know, he had a the good year. he had a good year. Yeah. He had a really good year until they lost. Like I think they lost a couple uh, bad ones, and uh, but before that, yeah, he was up there. I mean. You look this year. Um, the top passing yards is Washington State's quarterback again. It's just that offense Mike Leach's got going on. The quarterback's going to throw for a lot, but I mean, he he was very good. That'll do it. Episode six in the books. We appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, you know listen to us for a little bit. You can always reach us on Twitter. Follow us at T Option Podcast. Till next time, have a good one.